Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Now I know I'm dreaming. Master! I don't think you quite realize what you've got here. So why don't you just ruminate whilst I illuminate the possibilities? Well, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Sherry's out, he had a thousand tails. But Master, you in luck, cause up your sleeves, you got a brand of magic never fails. You got some power in your corner now. Some heavy ammunition in your camp. You got some punch to dance. Your blue and house, all you gotta do is rub that lamp. And I'll say, Mr. Alonzo. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I'm your host, Kevin. This is a show we sit down and talk about awesome things with awesome people. Uh, the, as you know, we're airing this on uh, August 11th, uh, which means this is our uh, technically our Everything is Awesome Remembers episode where we sit down and we, uh, we reflect upon uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams was uh, a very, very funny comedian, actor, uh, also very serious. He could do excellent serious roles. Um, this is technically just our second annual, but I'm calling it our third annual because I did record the day after uh, Robin Williams took his own life uh, on August 11th of 2014 for another podcast that I did play last year uh, in, in, in with the other um, uh, Remembers episode we did. So, uh, so last year, both times was it was um, by myself. I sat down and... Uh, like, instant reaction to to how i felt because it was the first celebrity death uh and i you know every year i'm probably going to retell this story to a degree so i apologize to uh you listeners but uh it was the first celebrity death that like really got me because it's like oh man if this like the funniest man in the world can be this depressed or or whatever um like what what hope do we do the rest of us have um so i got that instant reaction then i just kind of sat down and talked uh, about it a year later uh or two i guess two years later after um uh, you know, it, it happened. So, uh, here we are, and I decided to bring on a guest this week, and, and because I kind of, over the next few years, want to chronicle uh, Robin Williams' career, it made sense to me to start off um, with his comedy career that I'm not too familiar with at all. Uh, so I wanted to find a comedian who was, um, who considered himself someone who was, uh, you know, influenced by Robin. So, uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the show this week, this year for the the, the remembers episode. Uh, Mike Pridgen. Hey there, how's it going? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm really excited about talking about Robin Williams because he's mm-hmm. been a huge impact on my comedy career. Which is, I'm I'm gonna get into how he's affected me because in terms of what him and I do and did, um, we are complete opposites. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, yeah, it's and his his stand-up career and I I meant to like take some time and watch some stuff on YouTube, um, but I just I didn't have time and and honestly, my my experience with him and uh, stand-up is I have a special of his uh, on DVD from I my guess is like the early two thousands. I forget what the tour was called, um, but it's destruction, I think. 
Maybe, yeah, and it's 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 it was weird because I, I remember getting it and watching. It's like, oh, this would be great. It's gonna be great. And uh, I'm not like uh, I, I I appreciate comedy and all, but I you know I don't fancy myself a comedian at all, even though I attempt to make jokes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm by far a comedian. Like what you guys do is is real work and real hard to do. <laughs> uh, I tend to go off the seat of my pants. So, um, it's. Hey, that's what uh, he did. Yeah, well, yeah, and you know? and uh, but it was weird because I remember it being like a lot of like political humor, and I was like, "Well, this that was, is yeah." Toward the end, yeah, the, the special that you had, he got really political, and it, it was good. It was just like it was very political. It was it was a a, uh, a departure from what he normally did, yeah, which was yeah. just zany, crazy improvisational <laughs> antics. Yeah, and it was so, and I, I want to go back and and rewatch it because I I want to say I watched it. I was like, well, this was not what I expected, and I and I, I want to say I didn't like it, but I think it was just like in a a I was you know we're, we're talking that's uh, what fifteen years ago, so yeah. I was you know I was just a kid back then, uh, so that's really not the humor I was I was into, and and not that mm. I I fancy myself a political person now or into political humor, but it's something that I can appreciate a lot more. So yeah, I, of course, because you understand the more like. Of yeah. the intricacies of it, he talks a lot about the the Bush presidency because it was relevant mm-hmm. at the time. So it's yeah, yeah, it's not something you want to be looking into as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, I mean, I was uh, I, I'm 33 now. So when that mm-hmm. came out, I was probably just about like between 15 and 18. Uh, yeah, if I remember my my dates correctly. Uh, so, but but what I think we're gonna focus on, we'll probably get to his later career during this conversation. Yeah. But I do want to focus on uh, his early stuff <laughs> and and get, uh, you know, I guess your your point of view from it and how it's influenced you and and how it's made you, you know, either go, you know, it sounds like the different direction, uh, yeah, or whatever. But um, so. Uh, give me, how about you give me, cause I honestly know very little about when he started. How about you give me some 411 on, uh, on him as, you know, a comedian when he started. So he started, he got into Juilliard, which is yeah. incredible for anybody. No matter what you're trying to do, Juilliard's like the top. Yeah. Yeah. You start and, there. Now he was, you know, he, he was always very comically inclined mm-hmm. and, um, I, I had worked with someone who worked very closely with him, and he started off doing improv. That was his thing. And and you could see, you know, going into his stand-up later on, he was very improv-based. Like, one of my favorite specials, not only of his, but of all time, was An Evening with Robin Williams. It was mm-hmm. uh, early 80s, I want to say. And he's up on stage for maybe two or three minutes, and you can tell the whole time he's antsy. He wants to get off. He wants to get off the stage. <laughs> Which is in- incredible as a comedian. You know, most comedians stay on the stage. It's stand-up. But he wanted to get off. And he went off, and the first thing he did was he took somebody's hat, and he was checking out, oh, how are you doing this? And he, just, he, was just, he went through the crowd. He was taking people's scarves, taking people's drinks, running, he was, and he just made the crowd part of the show. And you don't have comedians that really do that. Well, and because and, that is, uh, I, I don't know, and I always love talking to comedians and, and um, people who are in improv because, you know, it's, it's at least, and I would say more so with stand-up comedians, they're like, well, improv is not, like, that's not real comedy. <laughs> and, like, I don't, I've talked to a couple of improv people and they don't seem to have that mindset. Like, they don't necessarily are, are like, well, stand-up's not real comedy, but it's, um, <laughs> it is like a weird divide that seems like. It um, maybe has blended a little bit more in mm. recent time, 
but it's um, it sounds I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, improv's been around you know forever. Oh yeah. Uh, but it almost like I don't know of many like it. It's, it's like in the eighties. It was almost in the seventies. Like uh, I don't. I have like I can't find anything that far back as far as you know being super popular. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting that he kind of blended those two worlds. Well, the, the second city, yeah, uh, that was the second city was one of the first like institutions for improv. You know, where it a lot of the uh, Saturday Night Live cast came out of there. Um, yeah, the Upright Citizens Brigade would come later on, but um, yeah, yeah, the, uh, he he was never involved. But that was like sort of the first like foray into the the world for improv. Because before that, it, you know, you, you don't you didn't really have many big names. It was a lot of just stand up or uh, written shows. Mm-hmm. So improv was like I, I would imagine unheard of. Yeah, get up on stage and not have an idea of what you're gonna say and then just start going. Yeah, and and it's funny because to me that is like I, I prefer that. Yeah, like it's um like I and I again I you know I don't fancy myself a stand-up comedian. Do at you all. do improv at all? No, I want to. It is uh, oh, something should. that I want to. Um, so you're you know a local guy. Fit mm. offers their classes. Yes. Yeah. And I badly want to like take a class there and like my thing is like well i can't go without my best friend and (laughs) and it's because i i have this like grand envision of like well like me because him and i like we'd like to we write together and we've done a couple sketch things and whatnot and uh i told him i was like i'm gonna give you a couple more months if if after the new year uh you're you can't do it then i'm going on my own to finally do it because Mm. Improv, uh, and and now that I really think about it, like, because because my first experience with Robin Williams was uh, Mork and Mindy, yes, uh, which is which is strange as as is being a, in your thirties because <laughs> uh, that show I wasn't alive when that show was on, but my experience yeah. with with that uh, with Robin comes from that from like TV Land or Nick at Night or whatever they called yeah. it back in the day. That uh, actually he got cast because somebody that was in charge of casting on that show saw him doing stand up and was like, we got to get him on the show. Yeah, he and has it's, to be involved. Yes, and it's and and the way like I just and and I haven't seen that show in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I remember it and picture it in my head, it's almost like him just like kind of improving almost throughout the show. <laughs> That's like, what he just, did. Yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah. It was very zany. It was very Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so yeah, I mean, I guess if I like drill into like my improv history if you will like he might yeah. be the first one that kind of introduced me to it through television show he was probably uh, the first for a lot of people a lot of comedians yeah. for sure uh, and and uh you mentioned his uh him going to juilliard i that is something that you know i i so i find so incredibly fascinating because like i did and i you know obviously uh every year i sit down around this time and i mm-hmm. i just kind of google robin and uh read about his life and just yeah. try to see if there's like you know, because I, I'm a, I'm a big old like I, I intake way too much stuff. So like I usually forget about everything that I intake. <laughs> so like I every year I read like oh that's you know this is the disease he ended up having and, and yeah. you know why he ended up taking his life and whatnot. And but every year it's like I you know I'm sure they have to have a reason why he did it. Like and and I every year I I go in and remind myself and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and it's very sad. 
when it happened because nobody knew. No, he had not let on to the public at all that he was suffering through anything. Yeah, and and that's what it, like I I started the show off saying like it's kind of crazy that uh you know if someone like who is basically the world's laughter you know like yeah. he brought joy to everybody. Uh, if someone like that can uh, take himself, like, man, what happened? So, yeah, I mean, I, I've always just been fascinated by, like, his Juilliard career, I guess, because yeah. I know his, um, like, re- like Christopher Reeve and him met there, and oh, yeah. they were, like, really good friends. Yeah, they were and, good friends for a long time. And, like, the class, like, the like, and I forget the other people that were in when he was in, but, like, his class was just, like, kind of, like, the like like all names that I know today. Of course, yeah, I'm Mandy, having a Mandy Tinkin, Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, who else? There was there uh, was someone else. And if, again, I mean, go to Wikipedia or Google. Uh, yeah. You'll you'll find it. But um, yeah, just a really strong like um, breed of entertainers that came out of that. And and, and really, uh, uh, Robin didn't uh, graduate from. Yeah, I was about America. to say yeah. he left in his junior year because he was like, yeah, I don't really need this. I and guess I th- at that point he had figured out what he wanted to do, and that was stand up. Uh, and I think I read somewhere that maybe like one of the professors, um, who might be like a known uh, person in the entertainment field, uh, even said like, "Listen, you're not you're not getting anything out of this anymore. Yeah, like you're, yeah. Basically, you're too good for for the craft that you want to do. So go out there and do it." I remember reading a quote that said, "No one was surprised that he left." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I guess everyone was just like, "Yeah, he's he's going to do something else. He he doesn't need us." And it's and and I mean you can definitely speak more of his comedy career, but just him as an entertainer in general yeah. is like genius level stuff. Like when you you kind of reflect back, you know, there, obviously there's some stuff in there that's not so great. Uh, every every entertainer has that, but for the most part, like just everything he did was genius. Yeah, it was just a lot of crowd work, which is very hard for any, especially me because. Like, you know, I say that I'm influenced by Robin Williams, but at the same time, you can read my notes along with me saying my act. Oh, and wow. it's pretty much word for word. Meanwhile, okay. with him, he's like, he doesn't, I don't, I don't think he had any prepared material toward the beginning. What, you know, once you get to the, the later years where he gets political and a little, like, preachy in that end, obviously he had more prepared material. But toward the beginning, you know, you watch an evening with, with Robin Williams or Live at the Met, it's just him. Is is um out of like his early stuff, which I guess we you know would range from early seventies to or late seventies rather to like the end of the eighties, early nineties. Maybe what would you say is like his best work out of those specials that you can get on <sighs> iTunes or whatever? Man, my wherever. my favorite, which I I'll I'll send you the link later on. It's um an evening with Robin Williams because the okay. whole night he's just he's just playing. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah. having fun, and the audience just happens to be there for the ride, and I think that's beautiful. And and that is, uh, yeah, see, and like that to me is like how I would be able to do comedy. I think like that is, um, like coming. I, I guess it kind of stems from like just the, you know, the realm of podcasting. I used to yeah. I used to wrestle like the WWE style wrestling way back in the day. So which is all very you know, it's it's not it's a show. It, yeah, it's a show. It's it's not necessarily scripted. I mean, there is some scripting to a point uh, in any, you know in wrestling and podcasting, yeah, but it's points. all yeah bullet yeah, points. But it's, it's, it's all them. Yeah, it's, they're yeah. in their characters, and they go up, and they're like, "All right, well, here's the storyline. Now let's fill in the details." Now, do you 
so do you you consider yourself more of a stand-up comedian than an improver? Yeah. Now I've done improv because um, I've gotten uh, from the guy that I I worked with that worked with him. He said that to be a good stand-up comedian, you have to have a background in improv. Oh, which that's interesting. Was great to hear because I had heard that long after I started improv. So I'm like, I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> you know, and that's an interesting take because again, yeah. like I have had um, a couple uh, comedian friends of mine say like, nah, like I'm not improv is like lazy. They call it, they call it lazy, you know, because you don't want to write, you don't want to prepare. Um, and I can get that mindset. And like, for me, um, the idea behind like doing like a duo improv thing or something like, you know, obviously this is a little bit more extreme, but something like the, uh, the tenderloins that, you know, in, oh in practical God, jokers. That. Yeah. I mean, love they, it. they, they are, uh, I mean, I love, uh, Q from, uh, the Kevin Smith world. <laughs> uh, so, so I know yeah. him from that. And then, uh, I, like I've listened to him on tell him Steve, Dave, since the beginning and to see his journey from like just like an everyday dude who worked for kevin smith he worked uh as a firefighter and and now he's a professional entertainer is like kind of cool and because they all started the tenderloins they they started as an improv troupe they just they got lucky and someone from a tv network was like hey we got to get these guys on give them something to do yeah and they they killed it they're doing impractical jokers is hysterical yeah, it's it is it's one of those shows that like if I'm flipping through the channels or you know it's just the stations on oh, yeah, from before it's, I gotta yeah. stop and watch it. It's it's, <laughs> it's rare that I'm like the only time I ever turn it off is if I'm I have to be somewhere and yeah. I've already I've already seen it. Like if I have to be somewhere and I haven't seen that episode, I'll wait an extra five minutes to get to where I gotta go. Yeah, I feel like I want to <laughs> see one of these guys mortally embarrass themselves to where they'll yeah. never want to be on air again. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, and that's like, and, and that's, to me, that's just like, you know, I, I don't have the whole reason that I bring a co-host with me, uh, to a live podcast that we do is so that I don't have to be up there by myself, you know, yeah. uh, to kind of go in, you know, the monologue of a late night show and, and the mon- and that, which is kind of what our live shows are. Yeah. That's basically stand up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, to kind of bring it back to, to that, to that world is, I tried that once. I tried doing it once uh, with our very first live show with Everything is Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was terrible. It, like, it felt like the worst. <laughs> Ended up being like 20 minutes, about 5 to 10 minutes longer than I wanted it to be. Uh, yeah. It felt horrible. Uh, one of my buddies who were in, was in the audience, he was like, well, I mean, it wasn't like that bad, but it was, you know. He was you, being nice about it. Yeah, he was like, you, here's where you excel at. You excel when you're not going off off a script when you're going off bullet points and you're just having a natural conversation with somebody uh that's when you're funny that's when you that's what you should just find it like the nicest way possible to be like i just watched you crap yourself for a half hour (laughs) yeah i got you some new pants though so everything's good (laughs) (laughs) i I anticipated this yeah so like it's and and like going to where you know you said i think it was an evening with robin williams where he like he kind of looks a little nervous on stage I, i get it like it's it's almost like uh, and I don't know if he was like this. I mean, obviously, I guess as the years went on, he was way more comfortable with being on stage. I mean, at that point, some of it, I mean, we're going to have to be honest, some of it was a little bit of cocaine. Like, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's very true. Like maybe like a sample. Yes. A taste. Uh, but like, like figure it, you know? but it's almost like, you know, um, for me or, and maybe for him or whatever, like having that scripted material or having something that like kind of 
bound you to what you were going to do was nerve wracking. Whereas when yeah, you can be a, be a little bit more of a loose cannon, mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, you know you're, you're you know you're looser. You can be more fun with the audience. Yeah, and especially in in that special, you see him running around. He's he takes the camera at one point. He's just he's just like an animal going wild. And you're just and like I was saying before, you're there for the ride, and you, you just get to watch him play, just be in his element. And he's just he's brilliant for an hour, you know. So so when you were growing up, uh, was was he one of the the or the guy that you like what, gravitated to when it came to comedy? My my comedy influences were all over the place because I he was one of the top, and then I had Carlin, who's pretty much yeah. the exact opposite. He's like. Yeah. You know, off the book, he was very meticulous. At the yeah. at the end of every year, he'd throw all of his material out, which is insane because that forces you to like dig deeper into who you are. And yeah. he's like, you know, at first he's he's like, here's the seven things you can't say on television. And then by the end, he's talking about like consumerism and uh, let, let's take all the convicts and put them in in Wyoming, and we're gonna put a fence around it in seven seconds every year. We're gonna open the door and televise it and watch them all try to get out. <laughs> and, and and then you have Robin Williams, who's just like a, a a pure innocent force of like fun and spontaneity. Yeah. So I I would I would love to do that. I don't have it in me, and I, <laughs> I I think what you were saying before, where you know you have somebody with you, that absolutely helps with improv. It's yeah. I I feel like it's it's it makes you stronger because one of the cardinal rules of improv is. Make everyone else around you like build everyone else around you up, and then they'll mm-hmm. build you up instead of building yourself up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then the scene as a whole becomes stronger. So so do you? You know what do you gravitate towards more? Is it the the stand up or the um, improv? Improv. I I mean obviously you know I, I do a lot of stand up, so that's okay. like my thing because there's there's not as much of a venue for improv with improv you know you have to get a whole bunch of people together and to get my friends out of the house for pizzas is hard enough you know <laughs> so it's doing stand up you know I'm not relying on anybody else other than a venue to let me get up on stage and do my thing for a little while so i, I would love to do more improv i got to i i got to send you a whole bunch of links cuz there's improv you don't have to pay to get into mm-hmm. like the um I did an improv class at the beginning of last year to try to like improve on my stand up and my writing. I was hoping maybe it would like get me out of my headspace yeah. and like expand myself. And um it's I, I feel like you have to have a little bit of both. Yeah. You can you can be the George Carlin or the Jerry Seinfeld where you're just like you know, you're you're on a line and you're gonna stay there the whole time, or you can be like a Robin Williams or a Jim Carrey where it's just wild. Uh, uh, and I'm I'm glad you uh, mentioned Jim Carrey because it almost like it seems like he, if there's someone that can can touch the 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 same level of um, comedy that Robin did, it seems like it's Jim Carrey. It seems like he yeah. was he- very influenced, heavily influenced. I recently watched a um, a. Uh, uh, a YouTube uh, video of him, I, and it was Jim Carrey very early on uh, in yeah. his career doing an, um, a, 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 an impression of a Robin as Mork, and it was like <laughs> it was neat to see because, like, again, yeah, uh, it's 
Jim has that uh, like a similar career, I think, where he, like he's very funny, very zany. Again, I'm not too familiar with his stand up. I'm more of a, a movie buff than a, yeah. than a comedy. There's buff. only one stand up special that you can really find on YouTube of him, and it's very early. He's wearing a shirt that looks like the Windows logo. Yeah. So it's like you know it's old because it's <laughs> nothing fits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and and but like he, just like like Robin, like you know, uh, like at some point after Robin did a bunch of comedy silly movies, like he he did a couple serious roles, and and like they're so like I think yeah. they're very like uh, I forget, what's the one that Robin did that's um, about like film, like, um, uh, Final Cut, I think it's called. Something. Oh, the one that recently came out. No, no, that one was really good too. Uh, where about his oh, kid that. No, this one is like probably early two thousands, um, maybe late nineties. Is it like he's he's the owner of a of a store? I think so, or or he's like at least works in the deve- like he works in the photo or yeah. is like the manager of a photo play. I think it's called Final Cut, um, and it's it's just it's really good. It's like this like I think I believe if I remember correctly, it's like a thriller, um, and he it's a very serious role for him. Yeah, and and just I mean it's it's a, again amazing seeing the levels that he can do. And Jim Carrey kind of ha- has like a similar career path where he's done a lot of zany things, and then all of a sudden he does uh, an eternal uh, sunshine of the spotless mind. mind, and he does Never Twenty Three. So now the thing that Jim Carrey. Now this is just my opinion. I don't know if other people feel this way, but Robin Williams had this talent where he could separate himself completely from the zaniness that he was, and he could completely embody any serious role that he took. And Jim Carrey is a very talented dramatic actor as well. It's just it's so hard to see past his face. You know, you look at him and you're like, when's he going to start talking out of his butt? <laughs> there's um, a point where he's going to turn into Ace Ventura over here. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I think that's and that's not like anything that I think he can control. It's just kind of yeah. It's it's really him because yeah. he he spent so much time. He I can't think of anyone else that did facial impressions. You know, Robin Williams didn't do that. He did yeah. the voices, but he would change his face and he looked like Clint Eastwood. You know, yeah. and and it was inc- I don't think anyone. I can't think of anyone else who's done that. Yeah. So it's no. just you're waiting on his crazy rubber face to do something wild, mm-hmm. and it never happens. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 funny that they have uh, what I think is similar career paths. Yeah, uh, and and it's um, and I and it's, I don't. I, I spent a long time um, over the last couple of weeks, like last two weeks, like just like researching to see if I could find other comedians that like just found themselves like as influenced by uh, Robin Williams. And it's very little. And, and maybe I just don't know how to Google properly, <laughs> but uh, it's surprisingly, it's hard to find uh, people that were influenced by uh by him without just basically directly asking well he Um, really he did find more fame in movies than he did in stand-up like his stand-up don't get me wrong was was very successful but he really did find his place in film well now would you um would you say he was a better actor uh than comedian or vice versa it's so hard to decide because he had so many great movie roles, so many versatile movie roles. Like, was it uh, Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, was another really serious one. I, I, I'll admit it. I cry every time I watch it. Like, it's <laughs> it's incredible, you know. Yeah, 
uh, for me. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, go ahead. You go ahead. You're the guest. You talk. Yeah. With <laughs> why? Thank you. Uh, with, with his uh, with his stand up, um, it's it's just a whole different animal. You know, mm. he's um, again. I think part of it was due to maybe some of the substances that kept his mind yeah. going. Because what kind of human being can just keep that energy up all the time? I, I mean, yeah. and he was. You can tell from his early like, and and so like even with uh, his for me like. His early stuff really kind of consists of Mork and Mindy uh, and then some of his films and really the ones that kind of like you close your eyes and you think about like, yeah. man, he, does, did it seem like he was on something? It was <laughs> it was uh, the Mork and Mindy and um, and Aladdin, act, honestly. Hold, time out for a second. Try. Yeah. Sorry, but I, I was just in the middle of thought. You're going to bed. All right. Good night. Love you. Uh, you're, we're gonna. I'm gonna take a break in five minutes, and you're going to bed, baby girl. <laughs> all right, sit there for five minutes, and we'll discuss it. Um, all right, I'm gonna bring it back real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His role is genie. Like you can actually kind of hear like the um, like that zaniness that. Well, you know how they did that, right? They uh, took him in the studio, and they basically just let him loose. And oh really? He was yeah. He was like if you ever watched Good Morning Vietnam, like where yeah. he's just in the booth. He, I mean, he did the same thing there too. He just they let him in the booth and let him do whatever he wanted. Oh, and that's great. They ended up shaping the character that way because the genie wasn't ever intended to be Robin Williams, where you know the yeah the the voices change and the faces change and he and he's you know making all these references and everything. No one could have anticipated that. You can't write that. You know, and and that's what they did. I think there was like sixty hours of unused. Uh, vocal footage that they couldn't use because it was like there's so much of it here, and it, yeah. what are we going to do with it? it it's nuts because it's it, it, you look at the genie and you almost see uh, Robin Williams' face. You know, yeah, that's yeah. who it was. Like uh, the way that they got him onto the film was one of the animators animated one of his stand-up acts. Oh wow! And they actually, yeah, like like they did a rough animation of like what it would look like if he were to do it and they like they changed the face uh when he would go into a voice they changed him to like you know um robert de niro or whoever he was going to be at the time and and it, that's what sold him on it oh that's that's, that's neat. yeah that's, that's basically neat what trivia. gave birth to the genie i would also love to see uh like I, it would have to be its own little dvd but i would love to see uh, that sixty hours of unused—that <laughs> would be a whole DVD box set. It's neat, kind of seeing. I guess to kind of wrap it into some of his zaniness with uh, with stand-up comedy. Uh, like like I said, like Aladdin and Mork and Mindy are like two yeah. roles that come to mind. That like it seems like he could have been on coke. Uh, I can finally <laughs> say that now. Now that my children I, aren't in the room, <laughs> you, you, you might be right. <laughs> Maybe possibly, I. And that's actually what they say may have led to his mental illness toward the end. Was you know oh, that's he had just done yeah like he had just done so much that like it messed with his head. Like that's just one theory. They don't know if it's like true or not, but yeah. it's certainly possible. Well, and like I am, and especially like after talking to you and like finding out that like his some of his improv, especially early on, was more like more improv than not. Uh, or at least it seems that way. Like it, it's, I, 
I I want to check it out even more now than I did before because yeah. like I said it's or like I mean like you said really there's not um it, it doesn't seem like there is too much of that it seems like there there are two separate worlds where like you can tell when a stand up is a stand up and you can tell when an improv is an improv uh, at least from what I watch and again I don't watch everything I, I'm not. Um, I'm more of a film buff, like as I, I said. I'm a like, comedy buff. junkie. I will watch names that like no one has ever heard of. If 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 uh, I almost said Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> if, Char- <laughs> if Charles Manson came out with a stand-up special tomorrow, and everyone was like, "Oh no, no, he just talks about like aborting racial babies," I'd be like, "I'm in. I'll, I'll watch it. I don't care." Okay, it's, it's stand-up. So <laughs> so okay, this is uh, a question for you then. Yeah. Uh, that I think is one level that like some people will be okay with, but what if it was Hitler? If it was, <laughs> if Hitler did stand up, there's don't even tell me no one would watch that. <laughs> Come on, like Hitler comes up, oh hello everyone, <laughs> I, to my uh, show, like that that would be incredible. I mean, I certainly would, but I you know it just especially it, it would if be... like he worked clean. <laughs> like he comes up he does like a Cosby routine <laughs> that would be pretty neat that would be well worth uh, I would. I, I don't know if I would pay to go see it but yeah, I would I know, yeah I'm, I'm definitely going to rip that online I'm not, I'm I, not paying him money I would maybe I would uh, <laughs> see if I could get score free tickets uh, or or I would rip it yeah I would download it off of uh, yeah. I don't even know what like what like I guess the Pirate Bay is this generation's LimeWire? <laughs> that yeah yeah it's it's transitioned over to the uh, the Pirate Bay. Well no now you can't even do the Pirate Bay anymore because the FBI is watching it all the time. Oh really? So, yeah you gotta you gotta go through. I, I was almost about to say you have to go through sketchy channels now, but it's, that's what the Pirate Bay is. That's all sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> that's just you got you got to go to a dude in a trench coat like behind the dude in a trench coat. <laughs> it is it is. Uh, if, feels like it's very hard and i don't i should say this uh as someone who broadcasts on the internet that i don't condone piracy i don't either uh, but you should be paying people for their work i i but if hitler ever comes out with a special pirate the crap out yeah. of it but i feel like charles people, manson does pirate it i feel like the fbi would be okay with that <laughs> they'd be like yeah fine you know what go ahead we're gonna post a link on our facebook page yeah you really yeah. want it uh, so, uh, I don't, it's now, since you are so like in, like in the scene with comedy and, and you intake a lot of that content, is there anyone out there, uh, of the last, like, you know, 10, 15 years that you see that kind of embodies like a, like an early Robin Williams? Oh man. An early Robin Williams. You, you don't really, we're, we're late. We're any, any generation. Of because Robin Williams, now. Is like, Nowadays, the comedy is—it's—it's it's not necessarily getting worse. It's just changing, you know. It's—it's mm-hmm. different from what it was, and now it's—it's it's more so, you know. Everyone's on the self-deprecating humor. It's, uh, you know, it, it has to be very grim sometimes. It has to be edgy, so you don't really get a lot of clean comics anymore. You don't get a lot of like fun zany comics. I, you know, who's a good one? Who's who's very, um, very active and. He, he plays on stage, Chris D'Elia. Oh, I, um, I'll have to look him up because, again, yeah. I am uh, I don't know comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he, I, I wouldn't say that he's, like, on the same level, but he's, he's very, he moves a lot. His movement is, is, is very calculated. It's, it's very fun. His body just moves in ways that it shouldn't. Like, he's just got these long, lanky limbs that, 
and it's it's just fun to it's as fun to watch him as it is to listen to him. I I, I really like Crystalia. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I, I would love to see um something like so, and I guess that there is a guy out there who who uh, I remember um when like the week of or, or the month of Robin uh, passing, um a guy who looks like him and like sounds like him posting like a very touching tribute by like oh, quoting that, uh, Jamie Costa was his name. Yes, yes, yeah. That was, that, I was just thinking about that the other day. Yeah, that dude is like it was so it was kind of like creepy how yeah. how much it you know it was. He, he it went was through Robin. all the movies and he, yeah. he did like a little snippet from each one and mm-hmm. it was yeah it was incredible. I gotta find that. Maybe you yeah. can you can post it up with this uh, with this. Yeah, podcast. definitely because it, it is it is definitely well yeah. worth the watch. And I think I think really I mean we're kind of at the point where I mean it sounds like almost like so, so Robin Williams didn't really have like an illustrious comedy career. Like he was yeah, he did yeah. it for a little while and then and then was basically you know got found to be on Mork and Mindy and then mm-hmm. he blew up from there. Yeah, because everyone wanted to see him, and you know it's 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 hard to get. You can't do a a new comedy hour every week, so you know TV and movies that was his place to be, and that's and, that was really the that's where he was going. Well, and 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 for me, like as as someone who falls more on that side of things, TV yeah. and film, like I mean, what a like like I said in the uh, in the beginning of the show is there's been plenty of celebrity deaths uh, before Robin Williams. That never really got me, and like it was always weird to me when someone would like. My, I had a buddy who like got hit hard when Paul Walker died. And I was yeah, like, that was odd to me. I was like, Paul, you're you're upset. Like, I was like, I mean, hey, okay, we can be like in general upset that someone yeah, died. Of course, like he's got like, kids and a family. Like, how, yeah, like, but it's like, was it's, that really your guy? Yeah, like it seems so weird it, to me. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I, but I guess for some people it was, but like, finally, yeah. um, Robin Williams passed away mm-hmm. and it was like, like literally uh, the, and I think if you listen to, uh, you know, like I said, we kind of cheated the numbers here and saying that because it, it, like I said, as of this posting, um, it's been three years. Uh, he yeah. passed away in 2014, oh, August 11th. Uh, so it's already been three years, and this is technically only the second special uh, we recorded. Um, but I did do one, and I so I guess really I skipped one because I guess I, if I did one the, the, the directly the day after, there should be a fourth one. But regardless, uh, timey wimey stuff makes it so that this is kind of like the third special that we did. And I remember driving to work the well, I I just remember the day of like I was cooking dinner. Uh, the, the day of, uh, and my son wanted to eat outside, I believe August 11th, 2014. Uh, my, my daughter was only a couple months old at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but my son, he was, uh, he was two and a half, three years old. Uh, he wanted to eat outside. So my, my fiance was outside with him and, um, I'm cooking dinner and like, it, I think I, at that point I had my Twitter notifications on because I did not have the following that I have now. Not to say that I'm super popular or anything, 
anything, but like it didn't bother me all the time to get notifications. Um, and like one of the Twitter headlines popped up that said, uh, Robin, it, 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 I don't know if it said Robin Williams commits suicide. Cause that seems like awfully, uh, dark to have as a headline, but it, yeah. something, something about Robin Williams passing away. And I was like, bullshit. Like, there's no way this happened. And like, I sure enough, I, it did. And I remember like, just thinking like holy crap like yeah i remember waking up from a nap i had a hard day of work and i was sleeping and i woke up probably around around this time uh, that day and i had a whole bunch of texts on my phone that were just like hey robin williams i'm like no no that's not true that's yeah, just, just tmz put it out so wait wait a little while yeah that's not it, it was it was it was hard to believe and i remember like you know, talking to my fiance about it. And it was just like, can you believe it? Like, you know, like that seems like, what's like, why? Like he, he's he's the funniest man on earth. And like, it really is. And I, and I, I, it was probably his daughter Zelda, but somebody uh, posted on, on Twitter that day or the day after. You got away from the family. Is well, and not even that, but just posting like just after like it was announced and official and whatnot, like just saying that like, the 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 world lost a little bit of laughter and it's so true oh, yeah. like and and to this day and we've we've lost some big people 2016 was a bitch of a year yeah. uh, we, we lost some good people uh that that you know affected me you know not the way that i, I still to this day save for for my uncle and other family that have passed mm-hmm. um you know as far as like a celebrity passing like nothing has affected me the way that robin williams has like i yeah the the twelve August twelfth on my way to work I decided to record something for a podcast that I did at the time called That's Entertainment, and um I like I was bawling like I was mm. I was like very upset about it and um yeah. I, I can't and, really think of any celebrity deaths that really got me the last time I think I felt that way about a celebrity dying was George Carlin in two thousand eight okay and and I I can picture that as like you know you being a, a comedy guy like yeah. I, it makes sense and like and it was it, Robin Williams was the the first real death um, that I think represented my childhood and that may have been what mm-hmm. it was because you know I, I as far back as Mork and Mindy and I won't say and I'm, I'm an expert on all things Robin Williams because I'm not I don't know much of his comedy I know one 2002 special uh, but that was I enough to impact you to the point yeah. where you wanted to do a whole show about it yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, and it's. I mean, it's. You know, last year uh, was the the first year under the Everything Is Awesome banner that I had the opportunity to record a special about it, and I went and I all I did was sit around and like read stories that I read online about about Robin Williams and, and about people who um you know like just were reflecting upon him and his death and whatnot and um kind of what I wanted to try to do this year and and, and I think what we're gonna do going forward and every year is just kind of like focus on the next thing like Mork and Mindy yeah. is probably the yeah. the next thing that we'll kind of really heavily go on. Next next year and, and whatnot and you know hopefully one day you know i i would love to be able to sit down and talk to to zelda or one of his kids or somebody and and oh, like have like a, like just have a real honest conversation with the family if, if that's something they would ever be into yeah. um you know uh There's but somebody that, that knew him or you know some yeah. people that work closely with him yeah like if we can get there with that, great. If not, like you know, it's not what this show is about. This show is just you know about having a good conversation, and this yeah, is one of yeah. them. Where, um, uh, that that 
Yeah, but he like you know he not like he he was Mrs. Doubtfire. He was he was the genie. <laughs> Um, he, and he was, I'm trying to think like, it's hard. Like they're just the roles that jump out at me. I, there's so yeah. many more that like, I know that like, if I look back at his film career that I can say like, that's, that's my yeah, not discography is filmography here. Yeah. It's, he, I mean, he, he did so much anything. and, um, but like, I would say for me, like I, to this day, Aladdin is like my one of my favorite. It's probably my Disney movie. That's like yeah, that's it, the one. And he was easily the best part of it. You know, yeah. it, it wouldn't have been. This, it did now? Did you hear that they? Because uh, they're making a new one. It's it's oh. uh, live action. And, and, and I'm they, okay with it. Disney's yeah. doing this. Disney's doing all this live action stuff. And I was literally within the last week or two talking to my fiance and I was like, you know what really sucks about this live action movie of Aladdin is that they didn't do it three to five years ago because uh, how awesome because like with lion king for instance yeah. they're doing some really cool things where they're bringing um uh mufasa uh james earl jones he's voicing mufasa again oh, that's that's neat so that's really cool like how awesome would it be for i don't know if they're doing a live action genie no. or a cgi genie but yeah, how that's i'm nervous because i think they they have will smith slated yes. to be the genie and that's cool like i guess like i he's can get good. like yeah, he's a good actor. He's, he's like he's he's not right for that. I don't think. Yeah. I don't. I I don't know. Like that's like yeah, we're when he wait. was fresh, Brent, fresh Prince, maybe like that era of Will Smith is zany yeah. enough. I think to be the genie, but I don't know if he's that guy anymore. Like no, I don't know not. if he, he's yeah no way. And 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 let alone that, like I don't know if that's a guy you get to play the genie because like no. every like. There's not one person is not going to compare that to Robin Williams, and like yeah, it's impossible because the character is him. Like yeah. it, it's just his personality, and there was actually an issue between Robin Williams and Disney for a very long time about yeah. that because he um, first he was telling him, you know, I, I don't use me for the uh, for advertising this. Yeah, you know, like yes. advertise the rest of the movie. I'm just a part of it, and then he ended up being like the, the runaway hit. And it yeah. got so bad between them because you know they they were trying to like take some of the other footage and make a new movie without bringing it back, and he, so he sued them, and they were on bad terms for a long time. They actually for the straight to DVD or um, VHS Aladdin sequel, they got Dan Castellaneta, who yeah. was uh, yeah. you know he's Homer Simpson, he's everybody on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. And he he did a, as good of a job as he could. But you know, well, and, you're not Robin Williams. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I mean, as a kid, you don't notice. And and you know what? There's going to be a bunch of kids going to see this movie, and they're not going to notice. They're not going to care. But like, yeah. you know, there's going to be a huge chunk of the audience. There's going to be a huge chunk of the critical audience that yeah. watches this movie and is going to to do nothing but compare Will Smith to Robin Williams. And there's yeah. even even Fresh Prince Will Smith. Uh, there's there's no comparison to Robin Williams. I mean. Who do you cast? I don't know. But how yeah. cool, how great would it have been to have a live action uh, Aladdin movie with with Robin Williams as the genie? Like that to me, uh, yeah. three years later is like one of the saddest things that we're not going to be able to see because because he's no longer with us. The only way they're going to make it work is if they have him playing a Fresh Prince version of himself, and then also there's like a second genie that's DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> and they're just like dropping some squeaky clean raps throughout the whole film to like try to you know up them and and get Aladdin to do what he needs to do. Yeah. That would be that would be a soundtrack that I'd be 
buying online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I, so and it's so so it's it's um you know and here's one of the guys one guy that I do know is hugely mm-hmm. influenced by by uh, Will Smith and that's Josh uh, not Will Smith Robin Williams uh is is Josh Gad yes um, yes one of the one of the one of one of the big moments for him was being able to voice Olaf mm-hmm. and being able to sing a song as Olaf because that yeah. was like his Robin Williams moment. And now that's an iconic character for this generation, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's it's funny because you know uh, my kids are they love Frozen. They just I guess well, Lion King they're replaying in theaters now. I guess to get some hype for the live yeah. action movie or something. But uh, my kids just went with uh, their grandmom to go see uh, Lion King, and so I I don't have the, I have the full Frozen soundtrack because it's <laughs> a it's pretty good. It is pretty good, but my kids love it, so we yeah. listen to it on a regular basis. And I only have a couple songs from the lion king and i was listening to that uh you know every now and then i'll put those songs on because i want them to hear like i just want to be king or yeah, yeah. um uh, Hakuna Matata. i grew and, up with that soundtrack yeah yeah I like every, that i know every word to every song still and like i was listening to those two songs and i'm like you know what this frozen's a really good soundtrack but i think lion king still has a beat Mm-hmm. Like it's just, and then I was listening. The only song I have on my phone from the Aladdin soundtrack is, of course, "Friend, uh, Friend Like Me," uh, which is just uh, all the zaniest you want from Robin Williams in yeah. song form. Like <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know if he ever sang before, uh, but like the fact that this song exists and it's Robin Williams sing. I mean, I have to have a feeling that that's why they cast uh, Will Smith is because he can sing. Like, yeah. and they and they want to have. Uh, you know that moment. You know, friend like me is a huge moment of that movie Aladdin. It really it's like, is. Well, they're gonna have a. Di- they're not gonna do the same song. Like you can't do that song. They're gonna have a new one. But like but I think that's. I, I have to think that that's part of the reason why they cast Will Smith. They wanted someone that was musically talented to have a hit music video. Yeah. Uh, or you know, just a hit soundtrack. Or maybe um, they might make the genie like serious for this one. You know, that like is, maybe they're going to take it in a new direction. Because if you try to make him zany and funny again, you, know, you like you were saying before, you're going to have the comparisons. Yeah, so I, like, th- I think you're right. I think you yeah. need to go serious with it because, I mean, there's not – I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see anything else that that has to fill Robin Williams' shoes. Yeah. Um, maybe I can picture Mrs. Doubtfire being something that they would want to reboot down the road, but like, there's not many roles of his that I really can look back on and be like, "Oh yeah, I mean, that's something that they're going to reboot," uh, yeah. or at least something that's like that that you're going to say, "Oh, the, they're going to reboot it," and there's some huge f- shoes to fill. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think it's Mrs. Doubtfire and and Genie especially. I think Genie yeah. most of all. Like I'm looking uh, through all these now. Like we got, yeah, obviously Mrs. Doubtfire, Dead Poets Society. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, two of my favorite: Patch Adams and What Dreams May Come. What Dreams May Come? Holy crap! That is, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to to sit down and and dis, like discuss that movie one year um, oh, for this for sure. because it is. I remember sitting down um, and one of my best friend was like, "You need to watch this movie." Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I watched it with him or if I just ended up like buying it or watching it on HBO or something, or it happened to be on mm-hmm. USA or something. And I watched the made for TV version, uh, not the made for TV version, the, the broadcast for TV version. Um, <laughs> but I watched it at some point in my, you know, I, I, I feels like it's an early two thousands movie if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like it's something that I probably watched at, again as like a, 
uh, like as a teenager or, or yeah. at least a or young adult. And like, that's a movie that like at, at that age kind of blows your mind. And it was just so, so good. And it was probably, um, I don't know if I saw that before or after uh, Final Cut or whatever that other movie was. Yeah, there's was... One Hour Photo and Final Cut. Is it? Well, he was in both. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I think the one I'm thinking of is One Hour Photo. Yeah, but Final Cut is also really good. Yeah, final, yeah, because the one you were describing sounded like One Hour Photo. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. One Hour Photo is what I was describing. Final Cut I think takes place like isn't it like in, like I don't know if it's in the Arctic, but it's in a snowy place. I feel like. Yeah, it's um, let's see check this out it's um but i and, and maybe that one's not even about film <laughs> i don't know it just has, like, <laughs> has a film t- it has like a film uh uh term in it yeah it's a, a brief introduction to scribes cutters who edit the collected memories of the recently dead into feature length oh, yeah. memorials that are viewed by loved ones at funerals yeah so um and i don't know if he plays like a bad guy in that one i feel like he does but it's definitely a serious role mm-hmm. uh i know one hour photo he plays like a creepy guy yeah he's uh, super creepy in that and and like that leads me to like remember his guest appearance on um uh was it svu or just regular law and order <laughs> i'm not sure which oh uh, he but he guessed it i want to say it was svu he was a guest yeah. star on that he played like the the villain of the week on svu and like oh, even man. like that just genius like oh my, there's and again i it was again because i'm more of a uh, of a film actor kind of guy like just i don't think that he really did a bad role like i think you no. might be able to find some bad projects he was in but i think he excelled in everything yeah, he did. anything that he did it was like okay he's the best part of this and everything else sucks yeah, like, and it's you know something that over the next several years I'm I'm like it's going to be tough not to want to sit down and talk about yeah. it beforehand, but like it's uh, hoping to make this like a special thing that we do every year. And now that like yeah. I try to be more prepared, I can have a guest like you on to help it make uh, not be me babbling for thirty to sixty minutes. Like imagine, are you familiar with the room with Tommy Wiseau? Oh, <laughs> imagine I, him like as him. So, so I it's never watched that. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I, I, uh, I want to watch that movie. I'm only familiar with it because it's like a big thing now because it's Seth Rogen and, yeah. and, uh, and, and James Franco are making a movie about it. Uh, so I kind of, <laughs> but you know what? You just hearing you do a little bit of Robin doing that scene. Yeah. That, <laughs> that would have been, that would have been cool to see Robin. Tearing me apart like, do that. <laughs> like, like that would have been real cool to see yeah. him do something like that. Um, and like, even like, and, and I don't think it was a success, but like his last TV project that he did with Sarah Michelle Geller, mm-hmm. like even that wasn't terrible. Like I really, I mean, it, it just seemed like they, they, it seems like, uh, they said, can you just play yourself in this? <laughs> can you just be, uh, uh, so what part am I playing? Uh, you're going to be you. Yeah. Just, you're going to be, your name's going to be Sam or whatever it was. But like, even that, like. I watched a couple episodes of it. It wasn't the greatest thing, but like it was watchable because Robin, Robin Williams was in it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, everyone obviously didn't feel that way. Cause I think it got canceled <laughs> uh, or at least got canceled before. Uh, I, I think it, it maybe finishes first season, then got canceled. Maybe it was renewed for some of us. I, I forget really, because I didn't watch every yeah. episode. The point but, is it, it was not reviewed. Well, yeah. It, was, it was not taken well, and, but, and it, it left TV quickly. But for me, it was like, this is still watchable because Robin's in it. And I think that's, like, something mm-hmm. that you can say about, you know, about him is, like, you know, he... 
everything he touched at least like hey you know what robin williams is in it so it's worth the watch for that alone yeah just give it a shot (laughs) yeah exactly um so i don't know i I don't know if there's anything else you have that you want to you want to say in regards to robin williams as far as i didn't realize he did this many movies yeah. I'm looking through his his filmography right now. There's like a hundred movies, and a lot of them came out in 2004. Like he was That's, just he, he didn't sit down in 2004. It's interesting when you go through um, the uh, IMDb of people and see like, yeah. man, some of these people like they were busy at the end this year. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, and it's a shame that we're like we're not getting that anymore. Like I, I watched, uh, I think did I watch it after? I, I may have watched it after he uh, after he passed, but that one of his last movies, um, uh, I forget what it's called, but it was the one where his son killed himself. Uh, uh, I I know which one you're talking about. I can't yeah. think of it. There there's some sex scenes in there, which yeah, I it, never thought I'd see Robin Williams porking on screen, <laughs> but that's that was. <laughs> and, and that and, and it was and I want to say like it was released like months before like months like within the year before yeah. he passed, um and so it was like it was like very topical for you know for it, and it was you know that was like that was an interesting watch like that was it wasn't a bad film at all and it was a it was an interesting take on on a story like that and yeah um yeah it's just it, it's the. I don't know. The, the, his range again is just uh, incredible. I think. So there was one, the angriest man in Brooklyn, which uh, also had to do with um, you know tussling with suicide and uh, depression and whatnot. I'm I'm trying to find because I I don't think that was the name of the movie. There was another very similar movie that got released around yeah, the same time. Yeah, I and I I'm having it trouble was... finding that. Yeah, I forget what it was called. I don't. Um, I hate bringing up IMDb on my computer when I'm on this because I don't <laughs> I'm, want I'm on to. It now. Yeah, I, I'm always afraid that I'm going to accidentally break something, so uh, <laughs> I try not to do too much at one time. But um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I well before we officially end, um, let's just I guess your parting thoughts on on Robin Williams as uh, you know uh, whether it be on his life or his death. Yeah, to to say that he was just a comedian would be downplaying it. He was a force. He was really mm-hmm. you can't think of a lot of people who are you're just like this person is comedy. Yeah, like you can say like oh yeah, this guy does comedy. No, he is comedy. Like that's what he, he just embodies it. He he is it. And and not only was he comedy, but he was drama. He was yeah. He, he made you laugh and he made you cry and he did both with the same ease and I there really isn't anybody else you'll, you'll never have a friend like him <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, and the, I mean he is, and I think to this day and I was I think I was trying to get to this point uh, earlier in the conversation when we mentioned something but I don't think before or after uh, Robin Williams death I don't think I don't think we've seen anything any other celebrity death affect um people the world oh, as we did that wild that it, it was it, it still goes on every time his birthday or the yeah. 11th comes around and, and all the posts go up you don't get really get that for anybody else you don't get the yeah uh, every year you you and you don't and i and and even like you know a lot of a lot of celebrities may, may you know unfortunately they obviously pass yeah. and you know it, they're in the news for a day or two 
Robin was in the news. Um, you know, whether it was about his 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 death or or not, he was in the he was in like tw- uh, trending on Twitter is the thing that you have to go by with yeah, everything that's, these that's days. The thing. That's how but you know you made it. If you he, trend he was, after you die. He was trending on Twitter for for a vi- like longer than I think anyone else, as far mm-hmm. as you know. After they died, it was you, you know uh, even longer than Carrie Fisher, who is probably like that was this, shocking. That yeah, so, like that's another one that, that is is um that level almost like and but again, I don't think her death. You know, I hate. I don't want to. I hate saying trending because that's just an awful way to talk about someone dying. But that's what it is. It, yeah, you, people it, are saying the name. Yeah, it, like Carrie Fisher didn't trend as long as Robin Williams did when when yeah. after she died, and uh, it just goes. To, and that's not saying he's better than her or she's you know not as good as him. But you know, it just it shows you that like you called him a force. It shows you the force that Robin Williams was. Yeah. Uh, is that? And you're right. People still. I, I and. You know, I don't know if obviously every year on the anniversary of a celebrity's death, usually there's something that pops up. But again, like you said, with Robin, it's it's very out there. It's trending, especially with with our generation of people, because we we all grew up with him. He that was when he was biggest was from, you know, the late 80s to the early 2000s. That was like his prime time. And that's when we all were growing up. Mm-hmm. And I, I th- and then we're also the tech savvy generation, so that's where it's coming from. Because yeah. we're all on the internet, we're all feeling it, so we're all going to say it. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. and it really is. I mean, it, there is never going to be another Robin Williams. The no. world will forever be a little less funny because he's not in it. And it mm-hmm. is. It's always. I mean, I get I, there. I guess is some comfort in knowing that you know it wasn't fully fully on the depression that that made him do it 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 seems like there was it wasn't parkinson's i did the research and i just forget what it was but there was some other uh, body dementia was the the name of it and he knew that it was happening a little bit before he ended up going and that's why you didn't really see him a lot toward the end because he was he was saying well you know i I don't want people seeing me like this because i want them to remember me the way i was and i I don't want them seeing you know this what i've become and you know he he, his mind ended up going toward the end as well yeah which um you know ultimately did it for him because he was very paranoid as as some people tend to be when they get to be on that level and um yeah that's that's what ended up taking him yeah, with just his own mind keeping him hostage, and it's it's weird to say it's comforting to to know that it that that that's how he died, but it's comforting to know that it wasn't that maybe it wasn't the fact that like oh well the funniest man alive is so depressed that he needs to take his life. It was something more than that, yeah. and and I think that's you know like I said that was my initial reaction was wow if if the funniest man in the world can can kill himself and be that depressed like what what yeah. you know luck do the rest of us have. Yeah, um, and it also raised a lot of awareness for depression and, yes. and suicide. And now everyone's always sharing the uh, you know the suicide hotline all the time, yeah. which it was happening before. But afterward, it was just weeks of people being like, "Look, yeah. you know, if this, as you were saying, if Robin Williams can can be silently upset and none of us know about it until he's gone, like you know, say something." Yeah, because even are out there if. To help you. Even if it wasn't the depression that made him do it, if it was this other disease, you know, maybe if he wasn't depressed, maybe he would be able to push through it. Maybe, 
um, maybe so. Who knows? But like the fact that he was depressed and he was living this silent life, like that's not a healthy way to live. No. Uh, so like, it's still important to, you know, um, and I, again, if I was a better prepared person, <laughs> I would have all this stuff prepared. So in the show notes, you'll see, uh, numbers that you can call and whatnot to, um, to, to seek help and, and know yeah. that there's another way. And just like, you know what, it, around the same, around Robin's death, um, I was listening to Harmontown, uh, Dan Harmon's podcast. Oh, okay. and, um, it was, he had recently had Robin Williams on within, again, within that year, I would say within wow. six months, um, Robin Williams and, um, and he, Robin Williams was with, uh, Bobcat, um, mm-hmm. who I don't know if they just happened to be in Meltdown Comics or if uh, Bobcat was there uh, to, to do something for, for Dan Harmon. But um, regardless, they, they, they were there and he was able to get Ron Williams on his podcast. And that was amazing. And um, it was uh, uh, around, you know, I guess the week after or whatever, uh, Dan Harmon kind of put it best is like, just talk to somebody like just yeah. doesn't matter who. And, you know, call, you know, there's numbers out there that you can call. And like, honestly, like, Hey, uh, people that people that listen to this podcast know, and, and I'm sure Mike has figured it out now. I love to talk. So like, Hey, <laughs> if, if you don't want to call, I want to enter number. You can, you can always call, uh, call our hotline, uh, two, six, seven, two, two, three, 4965. I'll be more than happy to talk your ear off and, uh, <laughs> and hopefully, you know, you know, save a life or you can, you know, email us, uh, awesome at creativerstudios.com or, you know, whatever yeah. at that nerdy Kev on Twitter is probably the best way to get me because and I'm is, always on that. Yeah. Like, and this is something I'm just going to divulge it here. Cause there's no shame in it anymore. I have struggled with similar things, not to that extent to where I've been suicidal, but I have dealt with depression. I still am. Yeah. That's just, and it's, and my point in saying this is it's, it's not something that should be a stigma anymore. Like, it, yeah. you know, there was a stigma on it for a long time where it's like, oh, well, I can't say anything. Because, no, it's 2017. We're allowed to say it now. We have medications for it now. We have, we have hotlines for it now. It's people know about it. Yeah, you know, and it's it's um, and, and I think it's something that 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 everyone I think struggles with to yeah. to a, some degree, especially creative people. I you know I mm-hmm. don't I don't think you know I'm lucky enough that well, I don't think I've ever had it struggled with it enough where, where I needed medication. I think I'm very lucky in that sense that yeah. I've always been able to find, use my creative outlet to kind of diffuse it. Um, uh, which is, which is very nice, uh, because I know people that need to take medication for it yeah. and it's like, and well, let me take 17 it, pills tonight. Yeah. It, it, it comes to a breaking point and that, that was me for a while. I actually just spent a long time trying to get off of it and, um, I finally did and I'm, I'm not on it anymore. Well, and that's you know, exciting. Yeah, it? and it's but it, you know not everyone is like that. Yeah. You know, there's some people that that's what they need to keep going because it'll balance the the chemicals in their brain that are making them feel like they're and that's what it is. It's just a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. That's all our brains are. It's it's just a weird fleshy sack of chemicals that makes us feel certain ways. And it's it's as wonderful as it is scary up there <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> Because it's like we 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 know what it is, but we're like we're, we still don't know everything about the brain. We can't figure all that out. And and I doubt we ever will ever truly yeah. know everything. Because really, what on. it is, it's the brain trying to figure itself out. Yeah. Like there yeah. there's this uh, picture that was going around a couple of years ago. It said the uh, the brain is the only organ that named itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Is it, so so we'll definitely have some some infer- like the the actual number that that counts uh, in this that you can call in the show notes. But yeah. definitely, um, you know, obviously, like I'm more than willing to talk your ear off if you need someone or <laughs> or to, to just listen. I can believe it or not, I can shut up for a couple minutes uh, <laughs> if you if you need me to. Uh, so, but whatever it is. Part, Yep, yep. So whatever it is, you know, that's that's getting you down, just know that like A, you're not alone and B, there's always someone you can talk to. Or flip uh, on a think... Robin Williams special. Just watch yeah. him play for it's... an hour. It's so much fun. And and honestly, like that's when I you know, if if I'm in a if I'm in when I get bad, when I'm in, a, in 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 my quote unquote worst state of depression, and I can't even use a creative outlet to to um to, to get me out of it, it's it's finding something that makes me laugh, and it's usually yeah. you know a podcast for me. Like I love listening to um like you know the Tom Steve Dave uh, campaign podcast from from the One Shot Podcast Network, and uh, a couple other like you know podcasts that I listen to. You know, when my when I was going through, uh, I've said this numerous times on the show in the last couple of months, almost a year now. Uh, when my when I was, and it's actually been, uh, sadly, it's been um, a over a year and a half since my uncle was diagnosed. It's been a year since he was since it came back, uh, and almost a year since he passed from it and from from cancer. And we uh, uh, from I would say um, January to to about July or August. Uh, was when like there was really li- not that much worry because everything seemed to be really really well. Um, That's what it does. But but in all when it came back, I found out you know uh, about I think mid August I found out that it came back and I mm-hmm. uh, it hit me hard because it was we knew it was bad that because it came back and mm-hmm. um, it was very upsetting and I I you know listened to I listened to podcasts and that's what made me for an yeah. hour at a time just laugh and smile again and forget that like my uncle was dying. It's the um, same way that I do it. It's so, like yeah. I was saying before, I'm a comedy junkie. You know, I'll watch anything that pops up. It's yeah. I, I'd say maybe that is part of the reason that I do it. It's to just, you know, take myself out of out of my head for an hour or so and listen to uh you know, listen to a couple of people talking, just having a good conversation. And I'll come out of the end of it laughing or just feeling yeah. a certain way, just vibing with what they said during it. It's it's a it's a great time to uh it's weird it's a great time to be depressed yeah <laughs> and, and we have if, all these outlets and ways yes, of dealing with there's it. there's and, and and like you said it's 2017 i don't yeah. think we live in a world where you should be ashamed about it anymore and if no. you feel ashamed call somebody talk to somebody like i said i'm not gonna judge you i am the least judgy person man like <laughs> i i'm the less famous kevin smith i'm all about positivity so uh you know so so bring it on if i can help great if not you know there's professionals out there that will do a much better job than i will uh all right that being said uh mike why don't you give out some of your plugs where people can find you what you do and uh and then we'll take it home all right so i do this goes up on the 11th right so yeah not too far off um i do my own podcast on saturdays i do it live and then i release it later it's called live stream live tagline the name that went too far um, I, uh, Tuesdays I do radio. It's called the Comedy Point, and um, I'll be doing stand up periodically. I'm I'm taking sort of a month off to do other stuff through August, but September I have a lot of dates coming up. So you can follow me at Mike Pridgen, P R I D G E N. I'll be posting stuff up there, post videos, and um, I'll be on this wonderful podcast. 
very soon, uh, which I'll be and, posting on my page as well. <laughs> and I feel like if uh, you need to remember how to spell Mike's last name, he did something wonderful for me uh, <laughs> in the beginning of the show. He's like, it's pigeon with an R. <laughs> yeah, so. that's how you that's how you pronounce it. Because every time I go up at a comedy club, sometimes they get it right. And okay, so toward the beginning, they'd they'd mess it up every time. Just a real quick story. And um, one time I was up at the uh, at the Stress Factory in in uh, New Brunswick. If you're familiar okay. with that area, and um, they said, uh, "All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome up to the stage, Billy Pridgen." And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Somebody else has my last name here. <laughs> and and then they're like, no one went up. And I'm like, he's kind of late. You should probably get. Oh, wait a minute. I'm Billy Pritchett. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So if they don't mess up my <laughs> my last name, it's got to be my first. It's it's somewhere in there. They're gonna have to change it up. That's funny. That's yeah, <laughs> And then that's... I went up and bombed. <laughs> it's okay because you were Billy Pridgen. So. I was Billy Pridgen, yeah. So if they're looking for, wow, who was a terrible comic who crapped himself on stage? We saw him. Billy Pridgen. Yeah, Don't book that up. guy. I feel bad for whoever does have that name and is like also in stand up. <laughs> He's like, why do I keep getting all these messages? Like, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> I don't remember. I just had an HBO special. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you suck, man. I saw you at the Stress Factory. Right, what? What's the Stress Factory? I didn't, I didn't get any of those jokes. Like, I'm, I'm from Oklahoma. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. Uh, that being said, you can find this show on Twitter, at RealAwesomePod. Find me on Twitter at that nerdy Kev. That's where I do most of my tweeting and twatting. Uh, you can of course find this show on awesomepodcast.com. We are part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network on coretemparts.com. Mike or Billy, however you want to go by. <laughs> thanks for doing the show. It was a real pleasure talking to you. And thank and, you um, so much for having me. I really appreciate. it. I look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do. I feel like we mixed in some of your personal story with this, but I, I, I would love to t- sit down and talk to you again uh, to to get the full personal story about you and your comedy career. I gotta send you uh, some improv stuff, or I'll even bring you out with me. You know? Yeah, it's, totally. There's a lot of I, I would stuff around love, here. Yeah, I would love to talk to you more about that. Um, uh, probably not. It probably it might be boring to all these people, so maybe we won't do it now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks again for the show, and thanks again for. Uh, you know, uh, helping me not have to talk to myself for an hour about Robin oh, Williams this year. Um, it was, <laughs> we can't it was, all be Robin Williams, so yes, you know, yes. we, we, need, we need to bring two people to the table. Exactly. Or we only have to bring one. Exactly. Well, for uh, <laughs> for everything is awesome. I am Kev, and we're right here on awesomepodcast.com. We've been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.